Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Jordan Chapel, the middle school pastor here at First Church of God. Welcome to the podcast. Today we are in the book of Numbers as we journey through scripture together over the next year and a half. It's been fun so far uh, to dig in with you guys on just particular parts of different books. We don't have time uh, or the capacity to handle all of them as we go week by week, all the stories and the rich content and transforming uh, things that we can glean from the books. But it's been fun to dig in and look at specific parts of books as they speak to me and as they speak to Johnny uh, and just kind of challenge you guys with that. So I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope hope you've been able to kind of dig in along with us as we explore scripture together. And uh, if you'll remember back with me, um, back in Genesis, we talked about this kind of, this idea of covenant and how uh, mankind, uh, Israel specifically in that context, was always constantly going to be letting down their end of the covenant. And we see that kind of fleshed out with all of humanity. Like we weren't able to uphold, um, even in the garden, what we were created to do because of sin and because of disobedience. Uh, But God was really kind to us in that, in in Genesis, um, we looked at Genesis 15, and his reminder to us that, hey, you're not going to be able to fulfill your end of the covenant. Very rarely will you be able to do what you've said you're going to do, and if you do do it, it's only because I'm helping you. And so, uh, regardless of how we uphold our end of the covenant, God is always going to be faithful to his end, which to me is just so encouraging as we see through the different uh, books that we've read through in Exodus, um, the people weren't faithful, but God made a way and delivered them from slavery in Egypt. And in Leviticus, he saw this problem of this separation um, between Israel and God. Um, And God said, I'm going to make a way. I'm going to make a way through sacrifice that we can experience life in this community that I created you for. And today in the book of Numbers, we get this picture uh, of the people of Israel wandering through the wilderness. Um, And what I find fascinating is they're out in the wilderness, but it's they're in the wilderness because of their own accord, like their own doing. They could have been obedient to their end of the covenant, but instead of obedience, they uh, they chose disobedience, and so they're in the season of wandering, waiting for one generation to kind of die off and the next one to be raised up, so they could enter into the land that was promised to them. As God said, I'm going to have a people, I'm going to reign in their midst, and I've given you this land so we can dwell together and you can follow me. Um, but they weren't faithful to what God had asked them to do. And so they're, they're in this period of wandering. And there's a story in, in the book of Numbers, in, in kind of 23, 24, 25, that area, um, that is absolutely just so fascinating, and it gives a, a picture. Um, we could have done so many stories from the book of Numbers, but it gives, I think this, this, these few chapters give a picture of God upholding his end of the covenant, God showing his faithfulness, even though time 
and time again, um, we aren't able to uphold our end. And just like the people of Israel weren't able to uphold their end. And God, this, this provision that God gives to the people of Israel, even though they were at the time completely unaware of what was happening. So the people of Israel are out in the wilderness, and they're kind of in this state of wandering, just kind of, like I said, waiting for one generation to die off, and they're moving from place to place, and just this nomadic people. And in the midst of this, some other kings, I mean, this is a large group of people that's wandering through the desert. And so um, several people kind of took note of this. And, and one is this leader uh, named Balak, and he sees this group of people, and he's like, I don't like what's going on there. And so he goes to this guy, this kind of like sorcerer dude, this new that was known around, and his name was Balaam. And Balaam, um, his gifting, I guess you could say, is like to pronounce curses. And so Balak goes to him and says, Balaam, I need you to pronounce curses on the people of Israel as they walk by. And the idea is like, we'll go up on this mountain, they'll walk by, they'll be none the wiser, and you'll just pronounce curses down on them. And and, and so they get set up and um, Balaam's like, hey, I'm going to go to God and I'm going to like, whatever I say, I say. And Balak's like, yeah, 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 that's great. And so in, in chapter 23 of Numbers, Numbers, um, he, he starts to open his mouth, and the only thing that can come out of his mouth is blessings on the people of Israel. And, and Balak is out of his mind furious, and he says in verse 11, says, What have you done to me? I took you to curse my enemies, and behold, you've done nothing but bless them. And Balaam answers him, and he says, must I not take care to speak what the Lord puts in my mouth? Like, I, I'm, I can't help but speak these blessings out. When I open my mouth, that's the only thing that can come out. And so they get reset, and they're going to do it again. And it says he does a second oracle, and he opens his mouth, and he just proclaims blessings down on the people of Israel. And God, once again, is protecting them. And Balak is like, what are you doing? Like, I, I, we, you did this once already. I was pretty mad about it. I gave you another chance, uh, which to me is hilarious. And Balak uh, says, like, do not curse them at all and do not bless them at all. Like, it'd be, basically, it'd be better off if you said nothing, just kind of like stay neutral. Um, but Balaam answered to Balak, did I not tell you all the Lord says that I must do? Like, I can't not do this as I open my mouth as much as I would want to pronounce curses because like you've kind of hired me to do this. I can't not do this. And so what cracks me up is this happened two times and Balak still doesn't learn, but he wants to pronounce curses so desperately that he asked Balaam to do it again. And, and the same thing happens. He opens his mouth and the only thing that comes out is just blessings on the people of Israel. And Balak says, I called you to curse my enemies, and behold, you have blessed them these three times. He's he's broken. That's what that's what I read into it. He's broken. He's like Balaam. What are you doing? Uh, why, when I asked you to curse my enemies, have you have you blessed them? That's the exact opposite that I've asked you to do. And what is so fascinating to me is at this time the people of Israel are kind of like wandering through the wilderness and. 
Uh, God is protecting them. Again, they were in the wilderness because of their own doing and because of their covenantal unfaithfulness. Like they weren't faithful to the covenant and that's what uh, that's what got them wandering in the first place. Like they didn't trust in the word of the Lord to say, I've given you this place. Like they didn't trust in that. And so they're wandering around in the wilderness and even in their wandering that was caused by their disobedience, God was so faithful to the covenant that he said, hey, there's someone trying to curse you and I have already said through the covenant, I've blessed you to be a blessing, Genesis chapter 12. Like I've blessed you to then go and bless others. And so it's already been spoken over you and someone's not gonna be able to curse you. And so while Israel even didn't know that this was happening, there's wandering in the wilderness, God was faithful to his end of the covenant to protect them. And this is what we see in the Old Testament and the New Testament time and time again, even when we are incapable of upholding our end of the covenant, God is faithful. God will never let us down. God will always be looking out for us. God will always uphold his end of the covenant, which is so encouraging, especially when we get into the New Testament, that there's nothing that we can do to separate us from the love of God. There's nothing that we can do to to unearn what God has done for us. There's no sin we can be caught up in. There's no trouble that we can find ourselves in. There's nothing we can do to separate ourselves from the person of Jesus because of his redeeming work on the cross. So time and time again, this is what we're going to see. We are unfaithful, but God is always faithful.